Archaim Simon Kuf Samachlav Hilchitz Betzias Pass the laws of breaking bread. Then have Tzokah Ben Betzias Mtila Ovaisif Echad the law of making an interruption between uh, the bread and the washing. Some say that one needn't be concerned about interrupting between washing and making moisty. And some say that one must be concerned and one ideally should be should take care. And if one waited long enough to walk 22 amas, that would be considered an interruption. The place and time for breaking the bread and who should break the bread. We break the bread in the place that it was baked well. Says the pass, and without bread we should break it on the side of the bread. And cut a little from the top and the bottom. Continues and one should cut a piece of the breaking. And one should cut a little such that if he holds the piece. Uh, he, the rest of the loaf will be able to rise with it. For if not, then it's just considered a piece. And you should leave it connected to the bread and begin to make the bracha. And after you finish the bracha, separate it. In order that the bracha should conclude as while the uh, loaf of bread is still complete. But don't first take off that small amount because it seems that you're being stingy uh, when you're making the bracha. But not a piece that's bigger than an olive's weight because he looks like a glutton. And on Shabbos, you shouldn't cut the loaf until after the bracha. In order that the loaves should be complete. If you forgot and cut like during the week, and mazik, it doesn't ruin it. And this, and it would appear that this that we don't uh, take off more than a an eggs amount. That's only during the week when you're eating alone. But on Shabbos, or if you're eating with a lot of people, and you need to give a kazayis uh, little piece to each person, then you're allowed to break the bread as much as you need. And if many people are dining together, they should uh, have in mind to hear the bracha and answer amen. And the person making the bracha should focus on the amen that they are saying. Make a space in the words between lechem and min so that the two mems don't run into each other. Kimmel, and the Baruch Kodesh posts alechem, should make the bracha until you're holding the bread. Dali, yitin shtei yodav alapas v'shatza bracha, you should place both hands on the bread at the time of the bracha. Shiesh bahen yud etzboiz keneged yud mitzvah satluyas papas, because your two hands equals ten fingers, corresponding to the ten mitzvahs that are connected to bread. Ulechach yesh yud tevis bevichas hamotzi, therefore there are ten words in the bracha of hamotzi. Yud tevis v'posuk matmir chatzel lebehema, and ten words in the pasuk that matmir chatzel lebehema. And also ten words in the pasuk enichol lechisabera. But yotevus bepasuk eres chitos ara, and ten words in the pasuk eres chitos ara. Yotevus bepasuk yinlacha, and ten words in the pasuk of yinlacha. Hey, lo you shouldn't break as she avil lefan of melech or liftan until uh, he has before him salt or something to eat with bread. Lalapis betrosabtia to spread over the piece of the breaking. Remind the kia as she metubelis betavlin, or if but if it was. Uh, clean bread, or it was dipped in spices, or melech, or with salt, gain shalana like ours, and it's coming lecha pascareva, or he intended to eat the bread by itself, and so doesn't need to wait.
Says Rama, Nevertheless, it's a mitzvah placed on every table. Salt before one breaks bread. Because the table is like the altar and the eating is like the sacrifice. It says, On all of your sacrifices you shall offer salt. And it is a shield before punishment. One should eat immediately and not talk between the bracha and the eating. And if he spoke, he needs to make another bracha. Unless the conversation had to do with matters that you make the bracha over. For example, you made the bracha over the bread. And before he ate, he said, oh, bring over the salt or the dip and give someone so to eat. Or give some food to the animal, and the like. And then you don't have to make the bracha again. Ideally, one should make an interruption at all. And that, which one needs to make another bracha if you spoke idle chatter. That's only if he spoke before the one breaking the bread ate. But afterwards, then speech would not be considered an interruption. Even though the other diners did not yet eat, they've already all fulfilled their obligation with the eating of the breaker, because they don't all need to eat from the piece of the one who broke the bread. They only do so in order to endear the mitzvah. Zayin. Ruven washed his hands for eating. And Yaakov was making the bracha of Hamotzi and having in mind to fulfill the mitzvah on behalf of those listening. And only afterwards, Ruven dried his hands of Erechal until Sinai made the bracha. It's not considered an And he has fulfilled his bracha of Hamotzi with that which Yaakov already made. Because Hamotzi doesn't have to go back and make another Hamotzi. If he forgot and ate and didn't make the bracha of Hamotzi, if you remember in the middle of the meal, then make the bracha. If he didn't remember until after he's completed his meal, he doesn't make the bracha. Test. If he's not sure whether he made Hamotzi or not, he doesn't make another bracha. If instead of making hamotzi he made a shahakal, or he made the abbreviated uh, version of the benching uh, in the Aramaic form, just a one-liner, nevertheless yotza he's fulfilled his obligation. If there were two or more people, one can make the bracha of all of them. And that's only if they recline together, which is a way that one is eating in a fixed manner. Says is in or it's the owner of the house with the members of the household, which is like they recline together. Continues But if they were sitting without reclining, since they're not fixed together, each person should make the bracha himself. However, if they said, let's eat together here or in a certain place, and since they prepared a place to eat, it's considered fixed, even if they're not reclining. Nowadays, that we don't, we're not accustomed to recline. Our sitting at one table, or without a table, but one cloth, that is fixing the place. So even if they were members of a group and they weren't related uh, living in the same house, it's considered like the reclining um, if they've set it up together. And for us, even if they fix the place to eat, or it's the household with his members of the household. It only works if they sat at one table or with one cloth. If they were traveling 
riding. They said, let's eat. Even though everybody, each person is eating from his own loaf, it's because they didn't get off the animals. They joined together. Because they stopped all in one place. If they were eating as they were going, that wouldn't work. If they were eating in a field, spread out and separated. Even though they were all eating at the same time and from one loaf, since they didn't uh, fix a place, and they're eating spread out, and they don't join together. You'd give them in a situation where they didn't establish a place, that we say that each person makes his own bracha. If the one person had in mind to say the bracha on their behalf, and they had in mind to fulfill their obligation via his bracha, they're fulfilled. If the uh, diners are many, the greatest one of them makes the breaking of the bread. If they're equal, but one of them is a Kohen, the mitzvah is to give him precedence. If the Kohen is ignorant, then a Torah scholar precedes him. If the Kohen is also a Torah but he's just less of a scholar than the others, then it's better to give him precedence as the Kohen, but there's no obligation. Continues, if they have the leader of the house with them, he breaks, even if the guest is greater than him in stature. Says the Ramah, and the one making the bracha first says, with the permission of my masters and teachers. Those who are dining should not taste until the break, uh, the one who's broken the bread tastes. Says but you can give each person their portion before you eat, and they should wait until he eats. And if each person is eating from their own loaf, and they're not part of the one loaf in the hand of the breaker, then they are allowed to taste first. You need to have a double loaf before each diner, apart from the one that's sitting in front of the main breaker, and if that's the case, then they can taste before the person who has broken the bread. The person breaking the bread shouldn't break bread until he has heard the most of the Amen completed from the from most of the people responding. The one who breaks the bread places, go, puts his hand first to the plate to eat. But if he wants to allow somebody else the greater respect, if he's greater, then he may do so. The one breaking the bread places a piece before each individual, and the individual then takes the piece by hand. And we don't give people directly into their hands unless they were a mourner. Says the Ramah, So there's a passing in Echa that is an allusion to the piece of bread that we place in the hand of the mourner. Someone who's not eating can't make a bracha v'amotzi to help others fulfill their obligation. But for children, you can make a bracha even though you're not eating with them in order to educate them in mitzvahs. Even on Shabbos, when you're obligated to eat bread, one's friend shouldn't make the mochi for him unless he is eating. 
And one is not permitted to make a bracha for somebody else, even though you're not tasting. The only time one can do so is for the bracha of Amotzi of Matzah on the first night of Pesach, and the bracha of the wine in Kiddush, whether night or day, because they are distinct mitzvahs. Says One should eat the piece that you broke the bread over before you eat any other bread. That it should be eaten with an appetite. And that endears the mitzvah because that's what you did the mitzvah over. What kind of bread do we make a bracha over? If he had before him pieces of slices of bread, and a complete piece of uh, loaf, um, all from the same kind, so you make the bracha over the complete loaf, even if it was not a clean loaf, uh, not a clean kind of flour, and it was smaller. And maybe the slices were a cleaner flour and bigger. However, if the complete loaf was made of barley and the smaller pieces were made of uh, of wheat, I feel like even if it's smaller, then take the uh, the cut piece uh, below the big the whole piece of it, and then break them both together. That's only if you want to eat of both of them. If you only want to eat from one of them, and that's the one you should make the bracha over and needn't be concerned about the other one, even though it's important or dear to him. If the two complete ones are from the same kind, one is big and one is small, make the bracha over the big one. If he has two halves of bread and he doesn't have a complete loaf, then join them together. Uh, join it together with some sort of wood or something else so that it's not apparent that it's broken. And then it would have the, the, the same law as something that is a complete loaf. And even on Shabbos, you can join two broken pieces together. Let's say you got two bread rolls that are joined together while they were baking, and he broke off one of them, and the second one remains as a complete loaf. Then you should break off that a little piece from the complete one, so that it looks like it is a complete. Rather than leave the extra bit hanging and connected to it, even though it now it would have been larger. And don't do the bracha and the breaking from the place where it was joined to its to its neighbor. Because there it looks like it, it's cut. But do the breaking from the complete section of it. Dalid, pas aron pas kusmen. Let's say you have barley bread and spelt bread. Mavarch al shel sarim makes bracha over the barley bread. Kibben shomim min zayin because it's one of the seven species of Israel. Afa bishal kusmen yofin, even though the spelt bread might be nicer. Pas nakiyo pas gibar if you have uh, clean bread, white bread or uh, grain bread. Mavarch al nakiyo make the bracha over the white bread. Mshten nakiyo the zulavano yosem the and if they're both white bread, but one's whiter than the other. Mavarch al avano yosem make it over the whiter bread. Hey. Let's say you have bread that was baked by a non-Jew that was white and whole wheat bread that was baked by a Jew. If you're not concerned about eating bread baked by a non-Jew, then you make a bracha over whichever one you prefer. If you're generally concerned not to eat the bread baked by a non-Jew, 
So remove the clean bread of the non-Jew from the table until after you make the moitzi. And if the balabas, the head of the household, is not concerned about eating Gentile bread, and he only intends to eat the white bread baked by the Gentile, but the other members of the household um, have eaten from the bread that is not as refined, uh, that was baked by a Jew, and two loaves are on the table, then the head of the household should make the bracha over the white bread of the non-Jew, since he's the one making the bracha, breaking the bread, and he only intends to eat from that bread. And if the balabas is, uh, avoids eating bread baked by non-Jew, and another Jew that's not concerned about that is eating with him at the table, since the mitzvah is incumbent upon the balabayas, the he should break from the better one belonging to the non, baked by the non-Jew. And now that it's become permissible uh, to break bread over it, it became permissible for the entire meal for him. And that's only if he likes that bread. If he doesn't like it, uh, uh, irrespective of the fact that it's been baked by a non-Jew, he doesn't have to give a preference. Well, Pasababakisnin, the sweet pocket bread. We make over it a baram if you ate enough, the people would make a whole meal out of it, even though you might not have been satisfied from it. Then you have to make a bracha hamotzi and bench. And if in the beginning you only intended to eat a little, and you made a mazonis. And afterwards, you ate the amount that would suffice for a meal. Then you need to bench. Even though you didn't make a mozi in the beginning. And if you ate uh, less than the amount that people generally eat for a meal, even though it might be sufficient for you for a meal, you only make a mazonis and an alamichia to betel because his uh, focus, his mind, uh, his practice is nullified uh, um, relative to everyone else. Zayin, pas habar What does it mean, pas habar this mazonis bread? Yes, Mephoshim, some explain, pas ha'asukimin kissim, it means bread that's made like pockets, shemamal moset vashe, sukra vergosim, shkedim v'tavlim. It has like pockets in the bread that they fill with honey or sugar or nuts or almonds and uh, spices. Nehemini kroyim rishkalash, dei al chasha. And so this is, they're called all sorts of different names. Uh, some say, no, it's a regular piece of bread, but honey was mixed into it, or oil, or milk, or other spices, and he baked it. And it needs to be that afterwards, you can taste the fruit juice, or, or, or the other things that are uh, in the mixture. Some say that this is actually called complete bread. According to the Ramah, there needs to be so much of the mixture that that it's almost the primary ingredient uh, for it to be called uh, this Mazonis bread. And that's the practice, says the Ramah. Continues the Machavish and Foshin shall pass, and some explain that it's red, Bain Machabellas, Bain Machabellas, whether it has the mixture or not. They make them into little dry cakes and then they crack them. Then they grind Bishkanish, that's called Bishkanish. And Alaka is like all opinions. Then all of these different opinions, we apply the law of the Passabab Kisnan Zen's red. Ches, Lachmonius, little rolls. 
Obaliyush. Those that have a thick mixture called Ubliyush, Lechem Gamarhu, it's complete bread and Varchal Mosi and Berchal Mazen. And we have to make a Mosi and bench. But those that have a thin texture, Vedakim Ma'od, and they're very thin, Shikaran Nibblish, they're called Nibblish Varchal and Berman, and Zenus Varchal Achnam Shalish, then we need to only make them a Zenus and an Alamechim. If you made your fixed your meal over them, Varchal Mosi, Berchal Mazen, then you have to make a Mosi and bench. And if he ate them in the midst of the meal, but not for the main purpose of the meal, then you need to make a bracha before them, but not after them. But those little, those thin loaves, that we place uh, all sorts of spreads over them, desserts over them, then they are secondary to those foods that are on top of them. And the bracha over the main uh, delicacy, they exempt those little flatbreads. Test. Paskamur, if you have complete bread. I feel the Pachim Gazayis, even less than Gazayis and Varachal Mosi, you need to make a Mosi, Valachal and Varachal but you don't make a Racha afterwards, Kosh Shaloi, Achal Kazayis, as long as you have not eated a Kazayis. Yud. Chabitza. Dainu Peruri Lechem Shin Bakim Yachad Al Mara. What's chabitza? It's bits of bread that are stuck together using soup. In this bashal, if it was cooked, if it has a kazais, even if, even though it doesn't look like bread, you make a mozi and bench. If it doesn't have a kazais, even though it appears like that it looks like bread, you only make a and but it's joined together via honey or soup. If those pieces have a kazais, you make a mozi. Even if it doesn't look like bread, if it doesn't have a kazais, if it has the appearance of bread, mean to say that it's clear and known that it is bread, then you make hamotzi and bench. If it doesn't look like bread, then you make mazonis and If it's not cooked nor uh, is it joint on the four are dark dark, but it's in little crummy pieces. Even though there's no kazais and doesn't look like bread, then you make mozi and you bench. And later we're going to see how much you need to eat to be required to bench. There are those that say that the crumbs that one places into water and the water becomes white on account of the crumbs, as a late Teresa then the um, description changes. Uh, so it no longer has the um, the description of bread, and you don't you only make a mazonas and an almichia. You basically some say that bread that is soaked in wine um, as a ramah autumn red wine you only make mazonas and 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 it would appear says that that's only when we're talking about crumbs or small pieces that doesn't have a kazais for each piece you'd give me a filter even if something is made of a thick mixture if you cooked it or you fried it you don't make a mozi even though it might uh, be called bread even if you had to separate chala because the hamozi only follows the time of baking and some different say that any time that the flour uh, dough was, was thick even if afterwards you softened it with water and you made it into dough Donuts. 
and you cooked it in water, or you fried it in oil, you make hamosi. And we're accustomed to be lenient. Continues and someone who's God fearing will fulfill both opinions. And won't eat them without making a bracha over bread, over other bread first. And all this is only. Talking about if after the ba- the baking it has the appearance of bread, but if it doesn't look like bread, like certain types of pasta, uh, everyone agrees that we don't make a mosi and not the three brachas of benching, because it's not called bread, but certain types of kugel and, and kreplach are called that they look like bread, and we should only eat them. Uh, if you've made a bracha of hamosi on some other bread first. This is only true if about dough that doesn't contain oil and honey and the like. But it's just fried in it. But if it's kneaded in the kvanis, then we've already explained how that works above. Let's say you had something that you uh, boiled and afterwards you baked. It is considered complete bread and you need to make a mosi. Also, something that has a thin consistency that you baked in the oven without water. It's like bread and you need to make a mosi in bench. And also, if you uh, baked it in a fry pan but without any liquid, and a little bit of liquid that you smear onto the fry pan so that the dough will not burn. It's not cold that you're cooking it in uh, liquid. But something that has a thin consistency of and you fried it in a juice, everyone agrees it's not considered bread. Tesvav. Let's say you have in your oven, you have a hole where you place flour and water mixed together and it bakes there. So that kind of bread is mazonas and you make a, an almechia. If you made an actual meal out of it, then you need to make moti and bench. But what's trissa? Trissa is when you take flour and water and mix it together and pour it onto the stovetop and it um spreads out and bakes and all the it's not called uh, bread at all this would be like some some kind of pancake and we only make a mazonas and and even if you made a fixed meal out of it um indian bread what what is that that's bread that you make on a spit and you smear it with oil or with um egg and also bread uh, that was made for a milk dish. You don't make, you don't bake it in the oven, but you bake it in the sun. So that's a cake type of dish. So some type of kugel that you baked in the oven with meat or fish or cheese. This pastida, I, mean, I call it a kugel, but it's not a kugel. Uh, it's a type of bread that you make a hamoti and you need to bench. That's only if you baked it in the oven below mashka without um, liquid, so it wasn't a cooking, it was a baking. But if you baked it in a fry pan with liquid don't make a bracha of hamotzi on it directly rather eat it in the midst of a meal as was explained